And on our SMME exchange, we look at the Gauteng Enterprise Propeller. That says uh, the agency has had a a couple of uh, turbulent years. And uh, in the past few months, they have seen uh, the agency undergoing some very positive changes and uh, apparently a new focus. And it has strengthened to deliver increased impact on the economy. To tell us more about us is the CEO, the Gauteng Enterprise Propeller. That's Saki Zamklaka. Saki, good evening and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Atemba. Thank you. For those who do not understand uh, Gauteng Enterprise Propeller, what is it? What do you really do? No, thanks a lot. We are the development finance institution of Gauteng, um, and our main focus is the support for small and medium enterprises. And we do that through financial and non-financial support. And, and again, I mean, we've been on this show a couple of times, mm-hmm. and some of them, you know, would be people who would have applied to us either, um, you know, for support to do a business plan or a loan to grow a business. So it's different kinds of uh, support we provide to businesses. Mm, the, the turbulent past few years, are those problems solved now? We're starting to stabilize them uh, in November. So we went through an audit, uh, like you know most uh, state-owned companies, uh, who complete their year in March, and the results get announced in about September. So in, in about October, we went out and we showed that we've now started to move from a qualified opinion to an unqualified opinion. And there's a bit of stability as well uh, from a leadership point of view. Some of the key executive positions were not only appointed, but have now competent people in them, uh, which then means, you know, work is going to start happening to get to deserving uh, entrepreneurs. And that's what has started happening. So in this current financial year, we're halfway and part of it has been, you know, the delivery um, to the small businesses that require support. Mm. So how have, you know, the challenges of the past years actually affected delivery of supporting small businesses? What, what's going to be new now for anyone who is, uh, you know, in, in as an SMME? What can they expect that's different? Well, a couple of things. Maybe to start and just say, as you're asking, you know, what were the challenges before? So this year, the entity had a proclamation by the SIU uh, on certain investigations related to certain contracts. In the previous year, the annual financial statements were submitted late and there was a qualification. And part of that qualification had to do with the ability for the entity to prove who it gave money to. Mm. Um, and we now say, well, you know, we have got to prove to ourselves, and most importantly, uh, to dang residents that the people that are receiving the money are the deserving ones, and that they try and get it, and the money gets to them as quickly as is reasonably possible. Because one of the things that had happened is that the applications, which were mostly received physically through our branches, uh, the ability to process them um, was difficult because they would at times come in thousands. We've gotten our systems up and running online so that we're able to see every, every application that comes and we can account for it. 
still not as quick as we would like it to be, but we're at least starting to be able to trace every application with our reference number, and we can then, you know, ensure accountability uh, on the individuals that apply, and we can track when you applied, uh, because most of these funds are almost on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you've applied, uh, we must be able to justify why your application was successful and not successful. Mm. So really, a lot of the improvements uh, are governance, but we're trying to make sure the governance allows us uh, to reach the entrepreneurs we need to reach uh, as quickly as possible. Mm. Financial management and procurement processes seems to seem to be the biggest uh, challenges. You know, as the new CEO, um, what can you promise? You know, um, houting small businesses. Well, I think uh, part of that promise is what we're trying to do um, and, and have demonstrated a little bit of action. As I said, I mean, the results which we announced uh, about a month or so ago showed an improvement in terms of governance and the systems we've done. Uh, we've had policies which didn't exist before that have been approved because they then help us determine who we fund, how we follow up on the money, and how we ensure that those that have loans and are supposed to repay are able to repay them. So in terms of some of the financial improvements, we've already done them, uh, and we're now focusing on actual delivery because it's something else improving the governance and it's something else making sure the funds reach the deserving entrepreneurs, and that's where we are. We're now in December, and in some of the funds, because what we've also then been doing is over and above the funds that have been allocated to the province is to look at other partners um, that can come on board. So we had a fund with the ITC already, and we're looking at a second fund um, that will be concluded before the calendar year ends. Mm. And that fund will then be open to more entrepreneurs that can fund. We're also looking at launching another uh, contract finance fund to help you know those who are looking for working capital. Because part of the challenge is that a lot of entrepreneurs get money either than the delivery risk uh, inherent at times in SMEs. You know, a lot of the SMEs fail to deliver largely because they can't access the finance. Mm. So contract finance has been one of them. But we have other funds which have existed. And, I mean, we're sitting in one of them, for example, at 63% disbursement. On the funds which are allocated this year, so we're trying to really make sure that we we deliver a, at least you know the financial relief that is needed. Can you give us maybe some detail on the various funds that are available for SMMEs? Because there could be some listeners who are hearing about the Houting Enterprise Propeller for the first time, and you know yeah. they may not know that. Uh, and especially at this time, a lot of small businesses have uh, closed. Some have uh, are on on the verge of closing, and some yeah. definitely need the kind of uh, support that uh, you are talking about, as uh, you know, the GEP. No, thank you again, Otemba. So we we launched in August. Um, what we call the relief fund, uh, which was the fund where. Uh, entrepreneurs could apply up to a million rands, um, 50% being a loan and 50% being a grant. 
and for those who are affected by the violence and the looting. And we're looking at entities that were not insured and entities that had received other forms of relief uh, from government entities because we're sort of avoiding a bit of double dipping. So we've heard that, we've heard applications come, but some of the applications that came at the time were not specifically for the, for the looting and the relief fund. And therefore, some of them didn't qualify. So the disbursement on that fund has generally been lower than we would have expected. Mm. Uh, that is one. And then the other one, we have grants, which are mostly for the informal sector. Uh, but we're trying to pair then those grants with what you know in the market is called development finance, because we want mostly informal traders to have access to finance in most occasions, they use it for stock. Uh, so you get cash that you can buy stock and you go and resell. Some of them may require um, some equipment. So if you do, you're selling something and you need a container or you, you're doing a gardening business and there's some machinery that you do. So in that sector, there's grants that we, we've been uh, uh, doing. We have a program on youth, but that one is generally placement of youth in jobs. Uh, so we have a responsibility as any corporate citizen to do some youth placements. Um, and we are now putting up a fund where we can fund youth businesses. So in the last quarter of the year, we'll then be looking at youth businesses that can apply uh, for maybe up to a million rands. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a blended finance on it where it's a blend of a loan and a grant. Um, and then lastly are the two ones, which is contract finance. It's been a big growth in our business where if you have a contract, we can finance you, either a purchase order or working capital or on certain occasions, even 10 loans, where it's assets which are required for the entity to deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one is the one we're putting up with the ITC, which will basically cover all other areas, uh, whether it's township businesses or businesses in other areas of Gauteng. But irrespective of the different funds that we have, I often say to entrepreneurs, the most important thing is if you have a business plan, apply to us. And let us review your application, and we can then see what it is that is required. But because we also do what we call non-financial support, because it's not money given to the entrepreneur that will pay for it, we could pay for the development of a business plan, uh, some marketing plans. But again, we get guided by what the requirements of the entrepreneur is. So when you come to us, it's always better if you are clear as an entity what it is that you want to apply for. Mm. It may be that you need money. It may be that you need support which is not necessarily directly financial to you mm. you know um Saki, there's normally a lot of red tape and prerequisites and lots of things required before any you know small businesses can access uh, funds and you know and loans and even the grants uh, some of which you you are talking about mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes you wonder you know you know with these organizations setting up these these uh, you know uh, enterprises and to yeah. to allow people to have access you know to funding 
how are they advised? Are they even aware of the realities on the ground of the people who need this assistance? When they when they put up all these rules and regulations and requirements and prerequisites that they they either have no access to or cannot even you know uh, qualify because of that. So with this you know uh, uh, GEP, what? are there requirements for any small business to just have access to any of these programs and lo- and uh, funds that you, you've you just enlisted? No, uh, I mean, thank you, Notemba. You're right. Um, generally, I mean, a lot of government entities um, have put up a lot of criteria, which is often too administrative, and there's also a lot of different entities with different... Uh, qualifying criteria. What we've tried to do is to say, can we have an approach where we learn from the entrepreneurs on what the requirements are, than to put requirements that are very hard up front. Mm, mm. So in a lot of the funds, we've not had um, very complicated checklists that we've put out there, except for certain basic things. As I'm saying, at least the business plan, you know, we need to see that you have an entity that is registered. If it is informal traders, there may be other ways in which we prove. And the only reason why we at least want a bit of those basic things is these are still government funds. And when we disperse them, at least the money must go to a registered account. We must be able, when auditors come, Mm to prove that this is an individual who is doing some sort of enterprise for themselves or for benefit of others and they are employing people or not employing people. So the criteria is there, but it is minimal, but we've not tried to make it overly complicated. So, I mean, historically, for example, there will be, you know, with an automotive fund and this is the cap uh, on this fund and you need to prove this and that for you to be to qualify and we've Broken up, uh, uh, broken down a bit of those barriers, and say, if you have a business plan, and what we then need to test and evaluate is that this is a business that has a potential to succeed. Mm. It doesn't mean it has to be profitable on day one. It could be profitable later, but we then make a professional judgment on the viability based on what is presented. So there may be some information to at least sub. Support your claims, whether it is contracts uh, from third parties or even you know some level of market research, mm-hmm. and we can help with that market research. So really, we're trying to change a bit of that. Uh, but as I'm saying, you know, there's always the balance of because it is public funds, you must still be able to account for them. Yeah. Do you perhaps have a system where you also pay particular? Uh, interest to uh, you know those who have historically been you know uh, marginalized the youth women disabled no definitely I mean um, the one thing about all government departments we call we all get measured on how much of the money goes um, to to the previously disadvantaged and and the groups that are, are the ones that have been most affected. So we do get measured on the loans, how much of it is to women-owned businesses. We get measured on even our spend, how much is to women-owned businesses, people with disabilities. 
uh, and the youth. So those are some of the commitments we, we have to do for all. I want us to go on a break. I want us to come back and also just look at the out, outlook for 2022 and also just maybe what's the uptake so far on uh, the funds available for SMMEs. We'll take a break and okay. we'll be back. Welcome back to Metro FM Talk. It's November. Madumo sitting in for Ayabonga Tsangawa and we continue our uh, conversation with about SMMS MM SMME exchange and uh, we took taking a look at the Gauteng Enterprise Propeller and we're talking to the CEO uh, Saki Zamklaka. Saki just before the break I uh, we, I said I would we'll take a look at uh, the uptake so far. I mean I'm just also just thinking of the various sectors that uh, small businesses uh, look for funding. What has uh, which which sectors of the community, uh, if you can, you know, just outline as quickly as you can, uh, have been coming for applications and uh, succeeding? Um, the the big one. Um, I mean, I think at this stage, more than fifty percent of the approval uh, we've done uh, with a fund. When we're part of these ring fence funds, uh, where it's 28 million that's been allocated for investments, more than 50% of that money, which we've now dispersed, uh, has been uh, largely to contract finance. Um, and, and by this, I mean, you know, entrepreneurs who get a contract somewhere and for them to deliver, they need the startup capital. Uh-huh. That's that's been one of the biggest uh, areas uh, for us where, you know, um, the impact is very immediate, but we're also generally able to uh, to deliver uh, also on our side on reasonable period of, periods of time. And these uh, businesses are different. Some of them would be in construction, for example. Um, you know, somebody has a contract to you know of 10 million rands and to deliver onto it mm-hmm. they must do site establishment they may need certain equipment to buy and some of the equipment uh, over a five-year period uh, and maybe somebody has a three-year contract you can see it's almost similar to buying um, new equipment than to leasing it so so contract finance has really been one of those the other element has then been a little bit of growth capital where you have businesses that existed and they needed to grow a little bit. Uh, interestingly, some of those have been even in the hospitality industry. So some restaurants mm. were, of course, affected during COVID period and some of them are now rebuilding and have opportunities. So we're seeing a little bit of growth on a new and smaller sites which uh, some of the residents are using for distribution. Um, even distribution and logistics itself has also been a growth area. There's an individual who, who, who approached us uh, who has a contract with some of the big retailers um, to be their distributor uh, on scooters and they also were looking for working capital. So mm-hmm. those have been some of the areas where there's been you know, huge demand and up and uptake and uptake on that. Well, okay, so uh, just uh, going forward, I mean, you uh, acknowledge that uh, you know in the past there's been a backlog, and uh, you've also obviously trying to strengthen 
uh, the responses, you know, to to the small businesses. Uh, you even uh, have a, a call center now that people can. So how do people then access one, the, the, the funds? Uh, what do they need to do? What's the process? And uh, how do they get to communicate with uh, the Gauteng Enterprise Propeller if they are having issues? Um, so the, the the best way to apply to apply to us is our website. Um, you go to our website. It has a tab uh, which allows you to apply online. Um, and when you then uh, when when you apply online, it gives you an option on whether it is um, financial or non financial support. So that's the. That's the the best way for the applications to be done. If not, we have six other offices across the province. You can then check in the website which one is close to you. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done an application, or if you're battling to do an application, you can send us an email on enquiries at gep.co.za, uh, or you can then do the contact center, which is 087-057-2000. Uh, but the website generally, uh, you know, helps because that's where you're going to get a reference number. Uh, but as I'm saying, you can send us an email on enquiries at gep.co.za. Mm. 2022, are you looking at uh, being uh, flooded with applications? There's so much unemployment and a lot of business that have fallen. A quick answer from you. I have to wrap Yes, no, definitely we do expect that. Um, I mean, already we're getting a lot of applications, so uh, and and there's a lot. That's why we're trying to mobilize a lot more funds uh, for entrepreneurs. Thank you. Thank you again for talking to us, Saki Zamkak, CEO of Gauteng Enterprise Propeller.